This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105. We are live on radio. Good Lord, Corey. I feel like you knew we were live on the air as well. Right, God, dude. I just want to tell you this, man. Thanks to the Tolos out there uh-huh. and the Twolos out there, y'all have made this. Uh, we were a silly weekend show for many years, True. and when we were a night show, people were like, "I don't know if they could survive in the daytime. I don't know if they could really talk sports and do what they do." And this show somehow, some way, has managed to be the number one show, the number one sports talk show in the middays in DFW, a top five market in the country. And I'm going to say the credit goes to all the Tolos. Like, we show up, right? Like, we show up. But they show up harder. And thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. Thanks for letting us stay employed. That's what I always... I know people think I'm kidding about it just because that's the natural tone of my voice. Yes. But I do really appreciate it. You've got me, Kevin Hagel, and Corey Majors. And we bring to you Mr. College graduate himself, Alec Medford. Mm. How's it going, man? It's going great. I'm glad to be back with you guys. I swear, four days off feels like four weeks doing this job. Like, the board scares me again. So, oh, no. Yeah, bear with me. Anxiety. Yeah. 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 It's and, been a minute. dude, what's, what's great, too, is he graduates from college, and now Kevin's like, now you can talk more. You know, it's like, hey. Oh, yes, no. I'm qualified. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. <laughs> you uh, finally have a degree, so now you're allowed to do that. I Thank do. you. I don't want that on me whatsoever. All right, let's go to cut number six, if we can, please. Block from the shotgun. JSN is wide to the far side. Drew looks, throws that way. Got JSN. He reaches up, makes the catch. Touchdown, Seahawks. All right, the Seahawks are victorious in a game that it was okay. But the last couple of minutes were super, super fun. Fun or stressful? Because I feel like Philly fans did not find it fun at all. Sure. And I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. And the stress for me on that side of things, Kevin, is I really need this to happen so that the Cowboys have these opportunities, right? Like, And so that what happened on Sunday still happened. Yeah. You still have to address those things. You can't let that go. But it, it it lines up an easier path for the Cowboys or keeps the path still open. No, it absolutely lines up an easier path for the Cowboys because, and this is not the way you're going to want to say it, uh, or people might want to hear it, you can absorb a loss potentially easier now. That's just common sense right there. But I decided to try to do the math last night, and I did the math so you don't have to. Thank right? you. You say thank you, but the final conclusion I came up with, inconclusive. Now, let me explain how we got there, because it took forever. But here's the most important thing that you need to know. 
The Eagles were 10-1 and when Big Dom could roam free on the sidelines. They're now 0-3 when he can't be on the sidelines for the entirety of the game. And you'll remember that he's suspended from the sidelines for the rest of the regular season. So they are clearly spiraling. But let's go to it as it is right now. Two clubs tied for the division lead. Right now, I understand that the Cowboys are technically in first place because they have a better division record. But let's say both of the teams went out. So they both end up being 13-4. and four. Here's how it'll go. Head-to-head, it was a tie. Best one-loss percentage. This is the second tiebreaker in the division. Guess what? It'll be a tie. Best win percentage in common games. Guess what? It'll end up being a tie. Best win percentage within the conference. Guess what? It'll end up being a tie. Strength. Is that four levels down now? That is four levels down. So you get all the way down to the fifth level. Strength of victory in all games. So I tried to run this math last night. And the final tally that I came up to, and we talked with Broadus last week about this, but I learned I was learning more and more about strength of victory is it is where that team is at the time you beat them. So you can't just go down the schedule and be like, oh, Dallas and Philly play pretty much the exact same schedule, but the pivot game is like we played the Chargers versus they played the Chiefs. And that does factor heavily into it. However, It also takes into account where each team was when you play them. So what I can tell you is this. The most statistically likely outcome is that the Eagles would win on strength of victory. Barely. However, this is why you want to root for the Giants to lose all their games, for the Rams to lose all of their non-Eagles. So the Giants to lose all the games except against Philly. the Eagles. So I guess just one. Weird place to be, yeah. Two of their last three games are against Philly. And on the flip side, you would want Washington to win a couple of games before you finish up with them. You would want Detroit to win before you play Detroit. And so that can amp up your strength of victory. It is still possible for the Cowboys to overtake Philly on strength of victory, but then you would have to break down like all these games that are several weeks away from even happening. Okay. Why, why is this in place? This doesn't make any sense. Like they, they went college style on this almost, uh, hey. but even kind of tricked it out even more. Tricked it up even more. Yes. I think I said that yes. wrong. My apologies. It goes all the way down to 12. Okay. And 12 is, yeah, 12 is a coin toss. So. This is the freaking NFL. Okay. There has to be a better way than a damn coin toss. Look, fine. Strength of victory. People already think that's too complex. Here's what it is after that. Strength of schedule in all games. Best combined ranking among conference teams in points scored and points allowed in all games. Good news. You're going to win that. Best combined ranking among all teams in points scored and points allowed. Good news. You're going to win that one. Best net points in common games. You're going to win that. Best net points in all games. You're going to win that. Best net touchdowns in all games. And if you're still tied after all of that, they're like, hell, I ran out of things. Flip a coin. Okay. They should do a kicking competition. I'd feel good about that. What about a play-in game? Man, do you want to play an extra game? It's tough because if you win... You might get a bye week. <laughs> you, but you probably still won't because of San Francisco. You'll just get home field. If I was the Cowboys, I would probably go ahead and play that. But, what? yeah, why not aggregate score in the two matchups against the Eagles? Look, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that I wish it were. I think it should be aggregate score in those two games. 
Because guess what? You would win. However, that is not what it is. It just, it's not, I'm just telling you the tiebreaker procedure. All right, so basically everything you told me here, and, you know, everything's week to week. You know, you still have to beat Miami at this point. You have to, you have to go prove that you can beat Miami and stay healthy uh, somewhat and hope that your right tackle can grow up still more throughout the season and be a, a dominant right tackle. I look at uh, Terrence Steele right now, Kevin, as the Rangers' bullpen, uh, where like all season long you're like, "What's going on, man?" And then maybe in the playoffs he tur- he he finds it. I don't right, know. Right. But what you're basically saying is, I see two different options here. You need to win enough games to not even have to worry about it, and the Eagles lose enough to not have to worry Agreed. about it. Or chaos. And Kevin, I don't know if you know about this, but I say this every year when it comes to the football playoff in college. I want chaos. And just because I'm a Cowboys fan doesn't mean that I don't want chaos in the situation that the Cowboys are in. So I'm voting for chaos still. I want all that stuff that you just broke down. I want you to have to break it down for the next three and a half weeks and just sit there going, I don't know, but we'll find out. We got to wait. And every week is just more chaos and more chaos. That's what I'm hoping for. Although I know a lot of Cowboys fans out there, they want the easy path. And they want Philly just to disappear, which I still think that it's falling apart yes. internally. So I'm okay with I, that. Look, I agree with that part. I do want the easy path. Here's the crazy thing. If I told you, do you want the Cowboys to lose this weekend? Your answer would obviously be no. However, mm-hmm. if I told you, would you take a Cowboys loss this weekend if it also meant the Eagles lost? Yes, because then you win the tie break because you're going to win on the division record. By the way, somebody... Just texted in and said, but don't we have more conference wins than the Eagles? Right now, yes. But keep in mind, they play three more conference wins, conference games the rest of the way. You only play two. It'll end He's up, got the Dolphins yeah, here. Yeah, it'll end up a tie. If you win out, it will all end up a tie. And you're likely, though not guaranteed, to lose strength of victory. Now, What about the fact that Philly's stupid? What about that? Does that count? That's probably why they're going to lose their last three. All right, I'll take it. So that is very fair. (laughs) Now, from the 4-3-2, going to San Francisco in the second round isn't a given. I I agree with that no matter what. And then somebody else said this. How does winning the division help? You still have to play the 49ers at their place. Season ends there either way. You don't know that. Do I think that's probably what would happen? Sure. Yeah, a lot of people are just giving up. And I and and I know Kevin, I don't know if you wanted to move this around. I know you wanted to discuss the why are they so bad at home right. idea. Yes. And I know there's more conversation about that, but look man, they could be bad all season long on the road and really good at home. And then in the playoffs everything could change. And you're like, "How did that happen?" I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah. But I can't just go well, it's over. Playoffs. I mean, even if we get in the playoffs and we don't have a home game, we should just pack it up and not even play. Like and that's how I feel a lot of people are about yes, this. Yes, and, and I agree. And plus, this I don't know if this will sound like loser talk or if people will be with me on this. If you win the division, you're most likely going to get the number two seed. Now, there is a scenario in which you lost to Detroit and Philadelphia just lost all their games and somehow you won the division anyway, but overwhelmingly likely, if you win the division, you're going to be the number two seed in the playoffs. What does that mean? That guarantees if you keep winning at home, which you have, you would be in the NFC Championship game. Look, I get it. 
You don't start a season going, hey, I hope we can make it to the conference finals and woohoo, we'll just leave it right there. However, However, it has been 28 years. If you tell me right now you can get to the game for the Super Bowl, I accept. Would I think that we'd be the favorites against the 49ers? Hell no. Do I think we would win that game? My prediction is we would not win that game. However, Scared. you would be, that's true, you would be in the game to go to the Super Bowl. I accept. And the other thing I'll tell you about Philly losing last night is it gives you hope to avoid San Francisco for as long as possible, which is what we've talked about all along. If the Cowboys get the number five seed, it's likely that Detroit and Philly are two and three. I'm not sure how that order would play out. But if one of those teams loses, then you still don't have to face San Francisco. And I'll tell you this right now. I know the Buffalo game was a catastrophe. I believe the Cowboys are better than every team in the NFC with the exception of San Francisco. So if you have to go on the road against Philly, if you have to go on the road against Detroit, I think they would win those games. However, if they're at home, I feel significantly more confident that they would win. I would just, so a lot of good stuff from last night. I did want to try and take a look at the at the worst <laughs> road records because somebody asked Kevin how many teams have four losses on the road this year. Oh, I don't know. And no. almost, okay, the Ravens, Niners, Jacksonville, Colts, Chiefs, Lions, Vikings, Eagles, Dolphins, Buccaneers, Steelers, Bengals, all don't. So about half okay. the teams don't have four losses on the yep. roads, and about half the teams do have four four or more it's losses on the road. The Ravens are six and one, the Niners are six and two. Like they are good on the road. So I, I understand. Even I feel like even if you did host the Niners, yeah. you would still have a struggle on your hands. Uh just the way that they're playing. They are playing exceptional. But the, the whole point is at this moment, right where you are as a, as a Cowboys team, you have to, you really do have to do specific things. That is when, win football games and not try to rely on somebody else. And somebody did say, Hey, Arizona, don't lose to Arizona and don't lose to Buffalo. Like you can't, sure. you can't change that at this point. Agreed. Like the now, now the direction is, and I, I do this a lot, Kevin, where are we? Where are we going? And that's what the next thing is. You have to look forward from here on. But you got to clean up the things that you did poorly against those two teams. And what it is is those two teams did very specific things to keep you from doing what you were best at. What's plan B whenever you're not at your best? That's what the Cowboys have to come up with is whenever they take away what we do well and whenever they won't let us do certain things, how are we going to combat that instead of saying, well, we're going to lose this one today, 30 to 10. That get, that can't be the solution. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with all of that. So there's all the updates. Win, and I can't win all your games, and I can't guarantee you'll get the number two seed. But what if you lose all your games? I can guarantee you will. Well, oh, ho, ho, ho. actually, I can guarantee you. The, the Lions yeah, maybe. I be, guess I can't guarantee it. Because you need to go look at that tiebreaker. The Lions could lose their two and hell, I don't know. Don't do that. Lose your next three games, and I guarantee you I will not be optimistic going into the playoffs. Gotcha. How about that? that, that Is works. that a fair guarantee? I like that, yeah. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, thank you so much for everyone that's getting involved. I hope that sheds some light, and I realize the end result was inconclusive, but I hope that helped people out to know where we're at in the playoff standings. Right now, or I guess coming up next, 
Let's talk Mavs and Nuggets and how are we feeling about Luca's supporting cast. Let's do it next right here. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm a fan. He's moving on one side or the other. Jokic's going to back down Jones Jr. They come on the double. Wide open is Murray. And he lets it fly. Hey, guess what? The Mavericks game did not go well last night against the defending NBA champions. Why do you say that? Uh, because they lost by 26 points. Well, I mean, whenever they have a good championship roster and you have Luka, you're going to lose by 26 points. Jokic scored eight points in that game. That's called a championship roster, Kevin. And you lost by 26 points. Now, could you also make the counter argument that they were unstoppable from three? Yes, you could make that argument, but you just brought it up. You got Luca now. Look, is he good? Yeah. Have we decided hit, is Luca might good? have to hit the breaking news sounder? Right. Luca is very good. Ooh, dare I even say excellent? I like the way you did that. But that was going to be my question right here because I know you're you were missing obviously two key pieces last night in terms of Lively and Kyrie. We got to update about that in just a second. But Luca has 38 points. 11 rebounds, and 8 assists. Jokic scores 8 points, and you lose by 26 points. Mm -hmm. That is staggering to me. Uh, I know Denver's good. Well, and again, I go back to their roster is deep. Agreed. When you can have Reggie Jackson doing Reggie Jackson things, and he loves doing Agreed Reggie Jackson things against, against the, the Mavericks. Mavericks. He loves. He's like, oh, my. I don't know what it is about the jersey that makes him go, I'm never missing tonight. Yeah. But it happens. Uh, and so that's that's one element. But your inability to score elsewhere with this team is terrifying. And if you're not going to defend, if you're not going to play defense enough to keep a team under 130, which it looks like not. the NBA doesn't want anybody to do that anyway. Fair. If you're not going to play enough defense, then it doesn't matter Like on these types of nights whether or not you can score if the other team can play defense. Now, and you only have your one guy. Yeah, exactly. Because Kyrie and Lively were both out. Like I said, we'll get to that the rest of that in just one second. I will tell you this. For Luca, when you said, is he good? The NBA has said, yes, he is good. Last week, the team went 3-1. and one. He had 36.8 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 11.5 assists per game. That led him to be the Western Conference Player of the Week. The concerning part, though, is while Kyrie... Was not in a boot last night. Derek Lively was. I, I realize that sometimes that's just what you do, even with a sprained ankle, because that's what the Mavericks said. They said it's just a sprained ankle for Derek Lively after the x-rays coming out of Portland. And so they were negative. But you are still without your second primary scorer and your primary interior defender, if not your primary rebounder, although I know... Luca can take up the role of primary rebounder as well. We were listening what to just a, happened, uh, we were listening to a Colby Calais song earlier about Christmas in the sand, which yep. we may revisit later in the week. Uh, and I left my volume on, and so uh, had an ad pop up. 
Kevin, I, I have a couple of questions that I want to ask here. Or any of them about Christmas in the sand. Um, can no, not about Christmas okay. in the sand. One is about Derek Lively. Okay. Do we need to be concerned about his health forever? I. Is it going to be like where he just he gets these little things all the time? Where and I, I say little, but that's a big thing when you're walking around in a boot. This is going to sound really weird, and maybe or is he just young and he'll grow up and get calloused? The ankle doesn't bother me as much as if it was like a back issue or something at this point, which some people might think is preposterous because you could sprain your ankle just like that, especially when you're playing basketball. The ankle doesn't bother me as much. For now. Okay. All right. But you're right. If it were to continue to come up, I'm like, well, holy crap. Look how different this team is with and without Derek Lively in terms of interior defense, in terms of rebounding. All it's right. It's a lot. That was thing number one I okay. wanted to ask about. Thing number two, are we concerned about our addition, our offseason edition of Grant Williams still? Like, I know we've been kind of hinting at this and going right. forward with it. Right. Are we looking at this going, it's not, he's not the right thing Okay, I'm not going to say he's not the right thing. What I'm going to tell you is he shifted back more to the player that he was Okay, in Boston is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I feel okay with that description. Is What did I talk about a lot at the beginning of the season with Grant Williams? Holy cow, Grant Williams is giving you 12 to 14 points a game? If that ends up being the way this all plays out, that's going to be a freaking revelation. Well, guess what? That's probably not the way it's yeah, going to turn g- out. He gave you half that last night. And the good news is he is still the Min- the Minnesota game a few games back notwithstanding. He is still shooting well for the season mm-hmm. from three, which is good. However, this month has not been a captivating month whatsoever for Grant Williams. But I maintain you signed him for defense, not because of offensive purposes. And he still has some struggles on defense. That is true. There are a number of guys that are on this team for their defense, and they're not good defensively. So that's where my big concern also is: is there a you're missing a lot of things? You're like there are still a lot of things that like you you put together, you're better. But man, dude, when you see Denver play against this team, you see the difference. You see the separation. Sure. You see why they're a championship team. And again, you didn't even have. Your bet their best player going off. Right. Aaron Gordon was ripping you up last night because nobody had the size to be able to compete with Aaron Gordon. Or whenever he was going to get a lob from Jamal Murray, it just worked because he can bounce. So like that's the separation for me has always been the Mavericks are good, but the whenever it comes to the top three teams in each conference, I don't think they're that good. And that's one of the issues is let's say you just like you didn't check out the game. And you're just looking at the box score, right? What is one of the arguments, not you, people in general, what's one of the arguments people are going to make is, well, they were hot from three. What are you supposed to do? Okay, we'll take a look closer as why they were hot for three. Is it because it was just one of those nights or it was because you consistently gave them open looks that are problematic? Because if it's the latter, then it damn sure is your fault. If it's the former, look, you're going to run into a game. I did not think this was a game where it was only Denver being on fire. I thought they got several easy three looks that they converted. Oh, no, that's that's for sure. Whenever you're giving them the, hey, I'm just putting my hand up three-pointer, sure. that's that's not playing good defense. That's not playing tight defense. I mean, you saw what Buffalo just did to the Cowboys. They were plastered to those guys, all right? Like, they were all over them. 
And if we when, play that kind of defense, maybe you when the won. Mavericks play defense, it's like, hey, we're ready to get the ball back. Hey, we don't care how. We just want to get the ball back so we can go try and score. But the issue that you run into there is Maxi Kleba and Derek Lively, right? Mm-hmm. So Maxi Kleba's he's not out there. That's one of your big time defenders. Especially if you're talking about size, Derek Lively not being out there either. And Derek Lively's given you both sides now. Like he's that given you true. he's given you a lob option. He's given you a once I get the rebound, I can go back up with it. And like we've been like Mike's been saying a lot of is he makes rebounding difficult. He allows the the Mavericks offense or defense to get back and get set. He allows the Mavericks defense to they even have the ability to move in transition when he gets a defensive rebound and can push it up the court to Luca or whoever as they get going. And somebody brought this up, but who would have thought we'd be getting more from Jones Jr. than Grant Williams, really, offensively at least, but both have been good defensively. Uh, look, there are several positives on this team. I don't want to say, hey, obviously you weren't going to win without Kyrie and without Derek Lively. Like, I probably would have guessed that. I think the odds makers would have too. But Derek Jones Jr., been better than anybody could have fathomed, I imagine. There was a moment last night where he got a steal and just took it straight to the basket. And he had a defender in front of him, but his abil- his speed and ability to get yep. to it, I was like, man, we need more of that. But then he, you know, he gives you six points. And, like, that's all you're really asking, I guess. I, look. But I I would love 11, you I, know? Which I, I remain steadfast that Dante Exum has been a revelation on this team. But the fact of the matter is, maybe you just take two back. You need a combination of the return of Kyrie, Lively, and Kleba. The good news is it appears as though all of those will be sooner rather than later. But then again, I feel like maybe we felt that way about Kleba for a minute. Yeah, and I will say, too, like to have an off-night shooting the way the Mavericks did in a lot of respects. That hurt. That That's something that you don't anticipate. But whenever it happens, it, it puts glaring holes on everything else. When you have Derek Jones Jr. and Tim Hardaway Jr. going two four, let's see, nine plus five, two for fourteen. Good job. That's not good. Like that's not right, good enough right, right. for them to be able to compete if they're gonna if they're gonna play the game they play. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is another person that I think for most of the year he has well he surpassed my expectations. Now I think we put this off as long as conceivably possible. Unfortunately, especially since we're talking about basketball, is. Did you see the stuff with Anthony Edwards? I I heard about it, mm-hmm. um, and it's weird. It's really weird to me that he's like this dude doesn't have. I don't think he has everything in line. What he what right. what, what he his his uh, his his moral intentions I don't think are completely in line. So. And look, I'm not trying to get into the politics of all of it, so we can skip that part. But it's going to happen. Probably. You're probably right about that. Is Anthony Edwards was tagged in a post with via leaked text messages. Here are some of the text messages where Anthony Edwards, the star for the Minnesota Timberwolves who is looking like he continues to ascend budding star still right now because I, I feel like he still hasn't fair. gotten because he he plays in Minnesota he doesn't get that connotation I, yet. I do wonder if yeah no that's that, he has all the ability 
Like I, the dude has all the ability to be a superstar. And he's finally growing into it. I, I wonder if the fact that they've kind of taken over the West at least okay. almost a third of the way through the season changes that. But budding star, that that's fair as well. Is the allegation is that he got a gal pregnant. Look, it happens to the best of us. Is but the problem is some of the text messages. Well, some people think it's a problem. I'll let you decide for yourself. Quote, hell nah, can't do this. And then here's another one. Quote, get an abortion, LOL, end quote. Look, I know a lot of times you put a LOL to soften a text and make people maybe think that you're kidding, but I don't know if that works specifically in this instance. And then there was also a post that included a photo of a wire transfer, $100,000 with text messages saying, I will send your money to help you out. And then the last one, quote, you got the money, what's the holdup? That one in particular, I'm sure is going to be problematic. He's like, I gave you the money, so go get the damn abortion already, which is, that's... Just, it's a bad look, man. That's all it's kinds terrible of look. problematic. And Anthony Edwards put out the statement. I made comments in the heat of the moment that are not me and are not aligned with what I believe and who I want to be as a man. All women should be supported and empowered to make their own decisions about their bodies and what is best for them. Good work by the PR team on that line. I am handling my personal matters privately and will not be commenting on them any further at this time. Hey, I get it. That's not going to stop the questions though mm -hmm. and then i'm curious and this might be for another day how often do you believe somebody when they make like an inflammatory statement they're like that's not me because we do all get worked up in the heat yeah. of the moment absolutely we do yeah um this is a tough one the rest of the yeah the rest of the conversation the rest of the conversation kevin aside from the the lol part like that part beyond that you can tell there's there's more emphasis on no, I I don't want this to happen, and there the the question is well then why did you why why'd you go further with it if you didn't want it to happen right we all under, you understand that you sure like you just said yeah uh but as you're seeing it you're he's like yeah it's like hey I just want to get move on from this and and not have to deal with the ramifications of it and I don't know exactly what that reason is does is it because he doesn't want to raise a kid. Uh, is it because I he, have no idea? So I don't know. I don't know that part of it either. But just trying to pay a hundred thousand dollars and move on from the kids sounds like a pretty crappy way to be. And, and I'm really going to be curious the outcome in terms of if they do end up, if she does end up having this baby, like how is that support level going to go? Is he going to continue to get questions about it? Is everybody just going to be like, all right, I read the statement, let's move on? That feels unlikely mm -hmm. for our media culture, but. Yeah, so that's the story about Anthony Edwards. It is, uh, yeah. He can keep saying the, the line, right? Like, as if they're asking questions, he can keep going, I'm not answering that question. Yeah, Josh right Giddy like, has gotten away with that. You have to that, stay pretty, so. pretty firm in that and, yeah. and just keep going. I think you're right. Unlike Jerry, who when you ask him a question, a lot of times he'll be like, I can't answer that. But if I was to answer it, <laughs> here's how I would. That's and why you I just always gave you the whole ask answer. the question. <laughs> no comment. But if I did comment. Yeah, but if I did. We're the Kansas City Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, Corey asks all the football questions. The Bills, are they for real? Next. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan where Corey is opening. We just got a Christmas card and a present. She's That's an Eagles nice. fan. Oh, no. And a Rangers fan. So oh, it's well, I like 
There's a couple the things we got to deal with here, Kevin. So, but thank you so much, Anita. You're the best. Now it's time for Corey to ask all the football questions. Thank you very much, Kevin. Hit the music, Alex. Do we have music for this? I don't know. This we don't. Back time we've ever done this segment. This Maybe is the, the first second. time we've Maybe ever the done this segment. Or third. Oh man. All right. Uh, Better make it good. Well, Kevin. Oh no. Um, we got that thing. During the break. Hold on. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Start this over. Start this over. Now it's time for Corey to ask all the football questions. Are the Bills for real? Because the Bills just destroyed you. Right. And they're they on a did. nice little win streak oh, right now. Man. And they're looking, despite... And I told, I've said this all season long. Despite Josh Allen's turnovers. Except against us. <laughs> that dude has 37 touchdowns, 26 in the air, and 11 on the ground. Wow. And he only had 94 yards against us in the rain. But the dude scores points. And I know a lot of people flip out about his turnovers and everything. But the fact is, he's the leading scorer in the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks. So, a fantasy owners are not going to complain about that. Sure, and that's where a lot of that's where a lot of griping starts. But the but b no the team's not going to complain about it whenever he's in the end zone. So he became the first player to have ten games with at least one touchdown pass and run in a single season. Yep, Kyler Murray. Previously shared that with uh, shared that, but here it is, Josh Allen doing that. So, are they for real, or have things just fallen their way? No, I, you know what's weird. I think they are for real, and things have not fallen their way because right now they're not in the playoffs, which is crazy to me. There's no way anybody can convince me that the Bills are not one of the best 14 teams in the NFL. There is no chance in hell if you were in the nfc you'd be sitting in the playoffs just fine but as of now they're outside the playoffs i think they will make the playoffs i think they are for real james james cook on the other hand has had a run of fantastic games and what he did against the cowboys like that was just one of those those moments where it was the perfect matt pairing where they knew exactly what they could do to beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys did not adjust. Am I allowed to ask a counter question in your segment? Well, that's what they ran against the Cowboys a lot was their counterplay, and that seemed to work. If James Cook got to run against the Cowboys all 17 games of the season, do you think he would break the all-time single-season rushing thousand percent. They couldn't, they couldn't oh, stop man. it in one game. Like They had the whole game to figure it out and stop it, and they were like, nah. And then Kevin... He came out of the game early. He left in like the third quarter. He was like, all right, I guess I'm done. I've done my stuff for the day. So, so yeah, I think he'd run for 3,000 yards if he ran against the Cowboys oh every game. Oh, my gosh. I mean, okay. 179 yards times 17. <sighs> I'm glad we're not doing that. We'll do math next time. So, you you say they are for real, but they're yes. not. No. Because they're not no, in the no, playoffs. No. They are for real. They've just unlucky with the conference they sit in right now. Plus, they better be for real, or else that really kills my hopes for the Cowboys. Good point. Kevin, question number two. Will there be eight coaches without jobs at the end of this year? 
Right now, Antonio Ooh. Pierce has filled in as the Las Vegas coach. And didn't they lose three to nothing in one game? But they've also and been they all scored right. sixty points and got somebody else fired. Yep. And was it Chris Tabor of the Carolina Panthers? He just had a huge win over the Falcons at home. I already in count front of a those massive fifty two hundred person hold crowd. On. But don't you already count like the Chargers and the Panthers as fired? Does that count to your No, tally? I'm adding more to it. Oh. Like will there be eight? Eight more? Or have we already get eliminated to like five and now we're done? Yeah, I don't think you can get to eight if you're not counting. And I think Mike Tomlin's going to stay. I don't understand. What's the average every year? I think it's like five or six, right? Five or six every year or out. So they call it Black Monday. Do you think Robert Sala is out at the end of the year? I don't because it felt like their entire strategy was we got Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. But I, he's like number Three on the CBS Sports uh, hot list. Who's one? Ron Rivera's got to be one, right? Ron Rivera's two. Who's number one? Who do you think? If it's Tomlin, I think that's dumb. No, no, no. It's oh, okay. Not. Uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick that is number is, one I, look, with his 3-11 and 11 I record. hear it. I understand. Everybody thinks it's as simple as that. I don't know if I think it's going to be as simple as that. All right, then it's Belichick, Rivera, Sala. Okay. uh, Eberflus with the Bears. I don't know about that. And Carter's most hated coach in all of football, Arthur Smith, is number five. Okay, that... Actually, I would bump Arthur Smith up. I know the Bears, uh, I'm not saying like the Bears are still going to finish their miracle run to the playoffs, but I think they've picked it up a little bit. I think you have an interesting point on Arthur Smith. If you're a quarterback, you feel like it's death going to the Falcons (laughs) because if I lose a game, I'm probably going to get, I can't trust the coach. What? Just because they made another change? They made another quarterback change. They're going to Taylor Heineke. And like, I just feel like I can't trust that coach. Sure. I'm supposed to be tied to you in some way. And you gave up on Mariota. You've given up on Desmond Ritter. And now you're, I'm, I would just okay. would not trust it. Would your counter argument, if you're him, be, hey, but all the quarterbacks that gave up on are no good? Yeah, okay, probably so. If, like I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if Mariota would have gone on and just but, really. But, Kevin. Okay. As Carter pointed out to me yesterday, Desmond Ritter was his choice. That was the one he that was the quarterback he that's chose. True. So shouldn't he sink with the quarterback if that's the case? Fair enough. And I wonder if Arthur Blank's just like, I don't I don't know, man. We gave up on a on Dan Quinn and then he goes off to the Cowboys to be a great defensive coordinator, and now we're gonna give up on this guy. And Bijan Robinson has a fumble and they're gonna give up on him for a game. You don't wanna be in that situation where you're constantly t- churning your coaching staff. Like you I know that there are gonna Ooh. be coaches that leave. I get that part. But you want some continuity within that building because it it helps. There's under there's a flow that everybody understands. And if you're just constantly doing that, then it's not going to work out for you, man. Yeah, I, I think he's out. I think Eberflus has got a shot. The New Orleans Saints. Are they for real? After seeing Jameis Winston walk in with an empty suitcase to show everybody on his team, there's nothing that separates us between greatness and us. What? That's it. He had an empty suitcase and said that. I think the Saints can. I think the Saints can make some noise. They're going up against the Rams, and they're going to L.A. I think this is going to be a really fun matchup for getting into the, that spot. They might even be able to win the division now. I will tell you this: props to Jameis Winston 
for being able to think on his feet like that. He clearly forgot to pack. Maybe thought he was just getting stronger. <laughs> and he lifted up his suitcase. Wow. He's like, man, I've been bulking up. And then he's like, oh, crap. I didn't pack my suitcase at all. And he's like, hey, look. There, there is, there, there is nothing <laughs> between us. You see these tags? That's what we need to do. We need to be tagging other people on the field. And I'm like, good job, buddy. The Rams, by the way, have won four or five. And they played a very competitive game, obviously, against the Ravens. They had in hand until the crazy punt returned in overtime. So, I do not. I say no to the Saints. All right. That's probably too aggressive. That was very aggressive, but Sorry, I'm okay with Alex. it, man. That's what we're asking okay. for. What's that? Kevin apologized. I told him it's okay. Look at that. See the forgiveness in Alec. Thank you. Unlike it's not you. even Friday. I know. I tried to run him off the rest of the week. Raheem Mostert has 19 career touchdowns over his previous eight seasons. And right now, he has reached the end zone 20 times. In the final three games of the year, can he get 11 more touchdowns <laughs> And tie Ladanian Tomlinson's 31 in 2006. No, because you see the biggest issue with that, right? What? A lot of those would probably have to come this weekend against the Cowboys. Hold on. Are you looking at the Dolphins schedule right now? No. Oh, no. I just saying you said in the next three games. Well, guess what? If you need to get 11 touchdowns over three games, a big chunk of them are going to have to okay. come this weekend. All right. That's what you say. That's what you say. <laughs> All right, what if he only scores two? What if he only scores two against the Cowboys, Mm -hmm. and then he only needs to get nine more against the Ravens and Bills? I do not think that's going to happen. He can't do it against the Bills? I don't think somebody is going to score nine touchdowns in two games. Well, I I guess it's possible, but no. Do you hate the Tennessee Titans? No. Look, the Tennessee Titans, okay, here's how I'll describe it. Let's say they're still a boring this, football this is team. Get me in trouble. Let's say you're engaged to marry somebody, right? And then, like a few months before the marriage, they decided they wanted to go bang somebody else, right? And so then you probably hate that person in the aftermath, and you probably hate them for a little while. But then they become the Tennessee Titans. You don't think about them. Yeah. You don't think about them at all. And when they pop up, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about you. Glad that we moved on. Yeah. And then, like, let's say one of the Tennessee Titans players was, like, your son. Well, then you'd probably have to think about them a little bit more, but still you would try to limit that. Gotcha. Okay. This is a a hypothetical. You're talking about the Texans. Hypothetical situation. Right. Not not about your life. No. It's. I just told you it's hypothetical. Last question. This actually is going to take too long to answer. Okay, do you want to pick it up later then? Is Brock Purdy right? The CMC deserve the MVP. Okay, I promise we will pick that question up at some point, maybe tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.